Hello dear listener, a very warm welcome to you from wherever you're listening from. Coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. The program is New Life and I am your presenter, Monica Kamokwa. Thank you for joining us today. Barry Laseno will start us off in the health segment with the topic Total Health. Then in the Bible segment, Ian Muse will be joining us to talk about worshipping God in truth and in spirit. But before we get to that, let's first get the song Never Part Again by Gloria Singers. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Welcome back, dear listener. That was Never Part Again by Glorious Singers. You're listening to the New Life Program on Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. At this point, Barry Laseno joins us with more on total health. Remember, health is wealth, so stay tuned and be on the know. Welcome to our program today. We want to discuss on total health and let me tell you Richard's experience that will help you to relate this message to your personal life. It was late at night. I was driving across Texas in a semi-stupor. I should have stopped long before for a rest, but I wanted to make it to the next town where our motel reservations were waiting. Suddenly, I looked in the mirror and saw the flashing red light of a patrol car. I quickly checked my speed and it seemed to be all right, but I did not begin to relax until the police car passed me and proceeded up the highway. Suddenly, I was awake, aroused by the stress of the possibility of getting a traffic ticket. The interworking of the body and the emotions continue to be a puzzle to modern medical science. Does this experience sound familiar to you? And if not, are there times when as you walk along the street, you hear a loud bang, probably a tire burst or the exhaust? It is well known that many physical ailments that doctors are called upon to treat are the result of emotional frustrations and inner turmoil. Dr. Will Mayo, co-founder of the famed Mayo Clinic of Rochester, Minnesota, stated that 80% of all illnesses treated at their clinic were psychosomatic, that is, they originated in the mind. Take a look at the continent-wide consumption of aspirin, tranquilizers, and alcohol. We are a drug-oriented society trying to find chemical relief from our frustrations, problems, and tension. Now, when I say many of our sicknesses are brought on by the mind, I do not mean that our sicknesses are unreal. Our whole bodies are affected by stress. One part cannot be afflicted without the other part sympathizing. Take a look at your own experience. Do you remember that time nervous tension brought you down and gave you an upset stomach or a headache? or the time that near collision made your heart pound almost out of your chest, those were physical reactions to your body's emotional stress. Notice what happens inside your body when you are reacting to the stress of an emergency. 
Chemicals and hormones are pumped into your system that immediately release blood sugar and fat from the storage depots into the bloodstream for use by the brain, muscles, and other organs. Since your digestive processes will not be needed during the threat, they are turned off. The blood coagulation mechanism immediately prepares to resist wounds with quick clotting. Red cells pour from the spleen into the stepped-up blood circulation to help the respiratory system exchange oxygen for carbon dioxide. This is called the fight-or-flight reaction. The body and mind are put in better condition for fighting or running away. The result? The bottled-up hormones cause a chemical imbalance in your system that you may not be able to handle. You are set up for incapacitating anxieties and ailments. Ah, but notice! Vigorous physical exercise helps to burn up the surplus hormones circulating in your system. This will help your system return to normal. Isn't it therefore amazing how God made us wonderfully? I believe so. So, don't slug the boss or beat your wife. Run around the block instead. Chop some wood. Swim 20 laps. Play a couple of games of tennis or racquetball. This will help to dissipate your pent-up emotions. I mentioned tennis or racquetball. Why? Because competitive sports may or may not be a help to you. Sometimes the competition only increases the stress. Ever notice when you had a bad day on the golf course? You feel like tossing your clubs in the lake and I have seen golfers do just that or they wrap a putter round a tree. Of course that response is probably better on your system than choking back the frustrations. It can be a little tough on the pocketbook though. You'll have to be the judge of whatever you can cope with, whether it's competition sports or tennis or racquetball. Our emotions are at the root of our stress. We feel down or up depending on what our emotions are getting. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, Think on these things. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. You see, a human being is a three-part person. There is a mind, a body, and a spirit. Therefore, think good thoughts. Until then, goodbye and God bless you. I'm your presenter, Beryl Asena. of you who are just joining us. This is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist Soil Radio, the voice of hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist Soil Radio, PO Box 42276, code 001000, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, here is a song, Jesus Touched My Heart, by Gloria Singers. You're listening to the New Life Program, coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist Soil Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. Jesus touch my heart. Let me walk with you today. Jesus touch. 
Thanks for choosing our station. We are because you are. And now, please join me as I welcome Ian Muse for the Bible segment. His message is worshiping God in truth and in spirit. Be blessed. Greetings, dear listener, and welcome to our study today. The topic of our study is worshiping God in truth and in spirit. It is based on the book of John, chapter 4, verse 24. The last conflict over worship is actually the grand finale to a long drama that began in heaven before man was even created. The author of rebellion inaugurated this creature versus creator, war when he coveted the creator's throne. Lucifer, a created angel decided his superior beauty and intelligence qualified him to better rule the universe than his creator. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the height of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 to 14. Working with the stealthy deceit, he launched his campaign for the affections of the angels and was successful in attracting one third of them. Revelation chapter 12 verse 4 to 9. Demanding their adoration due only the Creator, these created angels tried to bully their way onto God's throne. This forced God to take drastic measures. Revelation chapter 12 verse 7 records, There was war in heaven. To protect the existence of the universe, God forcibly removed Saturn and his angels from heaven. But this was only the beginning of Saturn's campaign for worship that would last thousands of years and cost millions of lives. Cast to earth, Saturn next solicited Adam and Eve's worship and service. 
and it is by understanding our first parents' test over worship that we learn how to keep from worshiping the beast in the last days. Why did Eve eat the fruit of the forbidden tree? Simply because she lacked trust in God. She trusted the serpent's word more than her creator's. Adam also distrusted God, but unlike Eve, he was not deceived. 1 Timothy 2 verse 14 Adam's decisions to eat the forbidden fruit was a conscious, deliberate choice. He could not dream of life without Eve. Worse yet, he did not trust God to come up with an acceptable solution to deal with Eve's disobedience that would leave him happy throughout eternity. Our first parents' distrust led them to disobey, and their disobedience became an act of worship of the serpent. You see, worship and obedience are synonyms. To whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey. Romans chapter 6 verse 16 When tempted by the devil to bow down and worship him, Jesus revealed that the act of worship is married to service and obedience. Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Matthew chapter 4 verse 10 When Adam and Eve trusted the lies of the serpent above the command of God, they entered into creature worship. They truly worshipped the beast. The last conflict in the world merely brings man full circle to retake Adam and Eve's first test. Will you obey and worship the beast? or obey and worship the Creator? Both the first and the last tastes of this world's history contain the same elements. The serpent and his lies, worship, obedience, versus disobedience, and the penalty of expulsion from the kingdom of God. Mankind's path back to the tree of life ultimately retraces the steps of our first parents and passes through the corridor of the same test. Will we trust God enough to obey Him? Only those who trustingly obey God will enter their pearly gates. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. Revelation chapter 22 verse 14 Adam and Eve's worship of the beast laid the foundation for all false worship. Examine any false religion and you will find it is based upon distrust and disobedience of God. Paul makes this point in Romans chapter 1 verse 21 to 25 New King James Version Although they knew God they did not glorify him as God nor were they thankful but exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator Whenever we know a Bible truth and refuse to obey it out of thankful hearts we worship the creature instead of the creator we have put our own opinion and feelings above the revealed will of our Creator, God. Fortunately, God still has people in all churches who trust their lives implicitly to Him in obedience. In fact, He has a message tailor-made to warn everyone of these compromises of truth and attacks against His Creatorship. This warning, known as the Three Angels' Messages, is found in Revelation chapter 14, verse 6 to 12. The first angel's message commands people to worship God as the maker of heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Verse 7 God wants people to reverse the compromises of the Middle Ages. He wants us to obey all his commandments, especially those that honor him as creator. 
but obedience cannot come from our own strength. It must be rooted in faith in Jesus. Let's face it. Saturday is one of the busiest days of the week. Consequently, it takes a special faith relationship with God to obey Him and keep it holy because true obedience can be accomplished only through faith in Jesus. The three angels' messages are called the everlasting gospel. Verse 6. This threefold message calls all to be righteous by faith. Righteousness simply means right doing. Doing what God has commanded. The righteousness must come from Christ through faith, and in faith is an active ingredient. Faith works. But while thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? James chapter 2 verse 20 to 22. Faith works by love, for in Jesus Christ neither circumcision of a lethany thing nor uncircumcision, but faith with worketh by love. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. What God really wants to produce in response to the everlasting gospel of the three angels of Revelation 14 is righteous people who have learned to love and obey him. The love of God must shape their lives and become the controlling influence in all of their decisions. They will obey God creator because they know he loves them and is worthy of their worship and obedience. This experience of righteousness by faith is what God requires in this hour of earth's history, the judgment hour. The first angel's message announces, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Revelation chapter 4 verse 7. We live in this judgment hour that was prophesied to take place right before Jesus returns. Notice that God wants us to worship him as creator during the judgment hour. Just what does this mean in a practical, everyday sense? Peter makes the answer obvious. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17-19 to 19. Dear listener, the experience God wants his people to have in the judgment hour is one of truly trusting him as creator and committing themselves to him by doing his will. He wants them to be convinced of his faithfulness and to obey him based on, the, on this conviction. Such persons God calls saints in Revelation chapter 14 verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. God's saints have learned by experience that he keeps his promises. They've learned that he loves them unconditionally. He accepts them where he are and gives them his power for victory and obedience. God's saints have settled into the truth that God is a faithful creator. Amen. Thank you for your time, dear listener. I was your presenter, Ian Musa. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. It is always a pleasure to have you with us. 
If you have any feedback about the show, you can get in touch through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 422 76 code 00100 Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awrnairobi at ekyu.adventist.org. Jesus touch my heart, give me love and joy and peace. Jesus touch my heart, every day. Jesus touch my heart, give me love and joy and peace. Jesus touch my heart. And in my tribulations make me right Your rod and staff will guide me on the way All my fears and worries down to you I give them
Christ's love.